Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast. Back to the two-episode schedule this week. On this episode, we will cover the Tigers' win, scores from around the area, and, of course, around the state of Georgia. Let's go ahead and get it started. You're listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Our listenership continues to rise. We are at over 400 plays on our podcast overall, which is great. Uh, We appreciate the patronage for sure. We average around 50 unique listeners every episode, so that's pretty exciting. Thank you all for listening. Uh, As always, please follow us on Twitter at Potluck Football. As we do update a lot of things on there throughout the week, we retweet uh, articles and cover a lot of scores and highlights on Friday nights along with the Commerce Games, of course. Uh, Also, if you enjoy the pod, if you're enjoying the pod, leave us a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. All that being said, let's get into today's episode and where we left off with the Commerce Tigers. The inclement weather does not stop the Tigers on Friday night. Tigers get the blowout win 41-9 to to cover the 21-point spread and improve to 4-1 and on the season. This one felt over kind of midway through the second yeah. quarter. Uh, Tigers were able to open up the playbook and try a few new looks on offense. Um, the defense continued to look improved, and they played well. Of course, the the negative twelve rushing yards allowed is the big stat there. Uh, Uncle Saul, welcome. Uh, first of all, welcome. And uh, what did you see out there on Friday night? You want to talk about? Well, I I think you're right. I think it was a pretty dominant performance by the Tigers, and uh, you know we weren't able to attend, but I did was able to watch and listen on WJJC. They had a, a couple difficulties with their broadcast. So I, I went and found a radio in the basement and ended up listening to the second half of the game. The old school way. Yeah, it OS was it was really old life. school. Um, but, yeah, I think the Tigers played great. I think the offense was really balanced. I think this was the most balanced that we've looked all year. Um, we had 317 total yards on in total offense. 204 of that was on the ground. Um, and then 113 – was through the air so that's you know definitely more balanced than we have been in past weeks where we've been really run heavy yeah um we're pretty successful through the air too completing 66 percent of our passes four out of six um good enough for 28 and a quarter yards per pass um running the ball though we uh had like i said 204 rushing yards that was on 39 carries that's 5.23 yards a carry had nine different rushers on uh, Friday night. That's a lot. You know, even though, you know, we've got four backs in our offense, it's basically two full backfields and then another guy had had touches. Um, we had five different running backs or a quarterback who scored touchdowns. Uh, Draylon Martin, Sammy, uh, Michael Sherman, Elijah Burns from the fullback position, and Trey Huff at quarterback. Uh, Huff actually led the, the team in uh, rushing this week. So he had 58 yards on the ground. And an interception. And yeah. an interception on defense. Getting it done on both sides of the ball again. And he, and he threw for a touchdown pass. That's right. 113 yards through Versatile. the air. So he, uh, he really had a good game. 
and uh, Draylen came in in third in uh, rushing yards with 39. Uh, Frady's and, and Cunningham and Sammy all caught passes. Frady's caught two. I, I that uh, I don't know if it's a crossing route or or whatever it is. I'm, my route recognition isn't really great. That's what happens when you grow up in a triple option <laughs> yeah, offense. Yeah, you just don't understand what, they, what, what those doing. guys doing out there running around. He ran out, and then he cut across <laughs> the field. I figured that was a crossing route. But uh, that's the way I described it on Twitter. But he, he ran out, and uh, Huff hit him in stride, and it looked really good. And uh, Jake kind of eluded some tacklers and got into the end zone. And uh, I, had you thought about lose use this week? Uh, something we didn't talk about before you know, the show. I, like, like you said, with the technical difficulties, I, I wasn't able to watch – uh, the second half, uh, listen to it. But, I mean, what what are you thinking about lose use before? I personally, I think we're gonna break. Oh, we're gonna break the it. Streak is broken. We're gonna break Sammy Brown's streak and give it to uh, Jake Frady's this week. Play the game, and I I think you have to give a combo. Yeah, because it was a pitch and catch. So Trey Huff, um, and Jake Frady's, and I guess I kind of described it. 40-yard yeah. pass reception for a touchdown. Um, the streak is officially broken. The streak is officially broken. So it's, broken. what, 4-1. to one. Sammy's still up on getting the lose clock at the, yeah. end, at the end of the season. Yeah. If we can make that happen. So, <laughs> Jeff Sanders, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, so that'll, that'll be lose use play of the game. Yeah. Up to Frady's. Um, congratulations to those two guys on this huge award that we made. Yeah, out. this is a prestigious <laughs> award that doesn't really physically exist. So. Yet. Um <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, and then moving on for the offense, we, we like I said, we had a, a dominant performance and the defense was really oppressive. Yeah. Um, Colton mentioned that Mount Parrot only ha- or had negative yardage rushing, negative 12 yards. Uh, again, it was it was everybody doing it. It wasn't just one player having a great night. It was a really good team performance. Uh, Trey Garnto led the team uh, with five total tackles and Mount Parrot and Christian uh did gain 120 passing yards, but they were only 8 of 21 passing. They were throwing the ball a lot. Um, and they only completed 8 out of 21, which is a little under a third. Uh, we had, we forced three three-and-outs early. We had a fumble recovery, and as Colton mentioned, the INT by, by Huff. So, really, we got out there and uh, destroyed kind of an inferior opponent uh, from from what we saw on uh, – on Friday night. I hate it for Mount Perrin because they kind of do have a winning tradition over there, but they just don't look good this season. And uh, But we did play well. It's not that they were just really bad. We did play well. And uh, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to Anthony Gaddis. Um, he's yes. current uh, commerce stat man, statistician, and, and father of Tiger lineman Mason Gaddis. So we reached out to him uh, last week. Um, I found out about Future All-Stars, which is like this website. It's actually on the banner as an ad on uh, the Georgia High School Football Historians Association website. But I reached out to him through that, and he got us all the stats from the game this week, which which was a huge help. And uh, if you guys ever need anything, um, commerce uh, statistics, he's your guy. That website is futureallstars.com, so it's really helpful in our analysis this week. So shout out to him. Absolutely, yeah, we appreciate that. Uh, in-depth stuff that he provides, too. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's really, really good, really stuff. good stuff. So, uh, yeah, thanks to him. Any uh, final kind of parting uh, 
comments or, or concerns that you wanted to mention before we move along? Well, how, how's the schedule go from here? Because I, I forget which sequence of opponents we have next. Well, so it'll go, obviously we're opening up region play this right. weekend. That'll be Green County. Green. Um, and then, Towns. yeah, let me, let me go ahead and pull it up so I can get the dates right. I know we got a buy on, on Halloween weekend, but let me go ahead and get this schedule up and get the dates right. So we got Green County coming up this weekend. Towns County will be next Friday night, 10-23 at home. And then we got uh, the bye week for Halloween weekend. Travel to Social Circle, uh, to Washington Wilkes, and then Lincoln County rounds out the season. So obviously we're about to get hot and heavy in region play. Uh, we'll talk more about that uh, in the preview episode. And then some of these uh, results we'll touch on a little bit of region play getting started. Anything else you want to finish with, Uncle Psalm? No, I think that's about it, Dino. That sounds good. Appreciate the analysis, as always, from Uncle Son over there providing yeah. the great work. Uh, around the state, let's start with Region 8A. Green County gets their first win on the season, 21-0 over Brooklyn. Tigers will welcome them into Raylam Stadium this Friday night to open region play. Uh, like I said, we'll have more to come on that later this week in the preview episode. Lincoln County sneaks by Elbert County 27-20. The Red Devils improved to 3-2 and on the season. Uh, they will open region play at Towns County on Friday night. So Lincoln County barely getting by Elbert. Yeah, I I think that's a encouraging win though for Lincoln. Elbert's not a terrible team. They're they're a solid team, but uh, you know that that shows that Lincoln's not where we thought they were. Mm-hmm. But they're still a good team. Yep. So circle on a bye last weekend. They were resting up for their matchup with Washington Wilkes. <laughs> Towns County also on a bye. Storyline we missed, uh, Lakeview actually began their varsity football history by losing to Towns County 26-13. to That was in 2008. And this year they got the best of them, you know, 31-12. to So we'll see what improvements Coach Shaw will continue to bring to the Lakeview Academy football program. Washington Wilkes, they continue to impress. They defeat Southeast Bullock on the road 43-20. to Southeast Bullock previously 3-1 and in AAA play. Washington Wilkes improves to four and zero, and they find themselves in the top ten of single A this week at number nine. Yeah, and that's something you kind of talked about last week was that you were surprised that they weren't in the in the top ten, and uh, seems like people heard you, and people have been feeling that way too. Um, so that's setting up a pretty big battle there at the end of the season. Uh, one thing too, I noticed we got another group of tigers in the region. I didn't realize that, but Green, Green County's County also tigers. the tigers. Yep. So we got the tigers in Commerce. We got the and then the blue tigers. Yeah, that's what we're gonna call uh, Washington Wilkes. So we gotta come up with a name because they're black and gold too. I know. Maybe the Lake Tigers. I don't know. We gotta think on that. We got, we'll have to we'll have to sleep on that one. What we're gonna call we Green? Think we'll, quick. Call, we'll call Green County. Yeah, we gotta have something. Friday night. Something by the preview episode. <laughs> we'll call them something by the preview episode for sure. Uh, a single A public top ten number one Brooks County upended by number four Irwin County at home. A game that we covered last week was probably the biggest game in single A, one of the biggest games in the state. Irwin County defeats a number one ranked team in single A for the fourth consecutive year. Brooks County falls in the rankings. Irwin County, Irwin County will rise, and a new number one will take the top spot that we'll see later. Number two Metter covers the thirty-five point spread against Owen Four Jenkins County at home. They win that one forty-two to zero. Number three, Macon County loses. Uh, they are now three and one. Um, four and one, improving to four and one is Double A Tombs County. That Tombs County will move into the top ten in Double A. That final was seventeen to fourteen. Uh, Macon County, number six in the AJC polls, and they'll travel to number seven Taylor County this Friday night. So a big one. 
down there. Previously, number five, Clinch County loses the Battle of Okie Finoki to Charlton County, 18 to 14. Clinch County Panthers were a 36-point favorite to win that rivalry game. As we mentioned last <laughs> week, they've had major problems with COVID-19. So I'm unsure if they had all their players, yeah. how many were out, who was out, but still, props to Charlton County for that win. Yeah, that's a huge shocker. I mean, I think uh, the the high school newsletter mentioned that yesterday is that that was one of the most that was the most shocking statistically shocking uh, result from the season so far, according to Max Preps, is that uh, Charlton beat. Um, Quench. So, you know, you never know what what went on with the game and with the players, but I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Props to Charlton County on that one. Uh, they'll take the Okie Finoki this year. At number six, our Commerce Tigers. Of course, we covered that win there. Number seven, Dublin takes care of Dooley County, fifty to zero. They doubled up on the twenty-five point spread there. Uh, fifty burger, <laughs> Dooley County. Remember, remember the days of them being. Just really good. Early early two thousands. Yeah, I mean, we went down there two thousand two and and lost. But they get really streaky down in that part of the state. Yeah, Hawkins it kind of depends kind of the on same way depends now. on who you got. Uh, number eight, Taylor County took care of Manchester twenty seven to seventeen. Number nine, Pelham is off. Uh, we thought that may have been COVID related, but we never could confirm that. Number ten, Marion County loses to Region Foe Chattahoochee County six to zero. Hmm. So a little bit of an upset there down at Marion County. Uh, just to recap, the AJC Top 10, uh, one one new segment, I guess, if you want to call this a segment, that we <laughs> that I'll put in this week. Uh, AJC Top 10, single A public. Number one, everything's better and better. Better Tigers <laughs> find the number one spot. Number two, familiar face. That's Erwin County Indians at number two. Number three is the Brooks County Trojans. They stay in the top three after the tight loss to Erwin County. Number four and into the top five is your Commerce Tigers. Number five is the Dublin Irish. Number six, the Macon County Bulldogs. Uh, after their loss to Toombs County, uh, they dropped a little bit. The undefeated 4-0, Taylor County Vikings checking in at number seven. As mentioned, uh, they have a big game this week. Number eight, Pelham Hornets still hanging around the top ten. By all accounts, they have not played a game since September 11th. So who really knows what they have, but they're still in the top ten. Washington Wilkes joining the party in the top ten at 4-0 and number eight. Uh, excuse me, number nine. So a few impressive wins to this point for Washington Wilkes. Uh, they join Region Eight as now that now has two teams yep. in the top ten. So uh, good to see Washington Wilkes up there, and again, kind of building up some some hype. Uh, a game to circle mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit for both teams. Number ten, Wilcox County, back in the top ten uh, for the Patriots. It's it's kind of strange. I probably wouldn't have picked those ten teams, and certainly not in that order at the beginning of the season to be the top ten. Um, things have shuffled around, uh, but it's you're starting to see who the best teams in the state are, and uh, you know our Tigers are up there at number four, and I hope we can play like the number four team in the state for the rest of the season. Um, that's a huge honor to be in that top five with all the good teams in single A. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, others that we want to cover from across the state and that we mentioned last week, we'll give you some results here. Athens Academy improves to 5 and 0 after a 35 to 7 win over Hebron. The Spartans are number 1 in private. Hmm. Carrollton gets the win over Rome as a West Georgia matchup 34 to 12. Carrollton top 10 in 6A of course there. Clark Central defeats Jackson County 38 to 10 in Athens. Their season's getting back on track. They had the two straight wins now after losing a couple back to back. Yeah, they 
laid the hammer down on Jackson, and I I said last week I thought Jackson would stick around in that game, but I think they hit the head the spread on the head with that game. Yep, twenty eight. Um, and Clark Central really broke in that new stadium. Mm-hmm. Looked and nice too. I saw some pictures. It did look good. Yeah, Franklin County went on the road to West Oak in South Carolina. They won that game forty nine to ten. The Lions improved to five and zero, and Region Eight AAA it looks tough. It really does. I I'm really excited. I kind of want to go see a game in one of the off weeks, like go see Franklin County play and see what. I guess they we, we like. should have figured out when that last time they were five and zero. I mean, that could be a long time. Never, maybe. Maybe never. I, I don't know if that, they've never had an undefeated season. Yeah, but that Region Eight AAA, as I mentioned, is tough. Oconee County is undefeated. Obviously, they're the they're the big dogs in that region this year. Franklin County is undefeated. Stevens is back on track. It's They're four and one. Too. Monroe area's four and one. Hart County's one and three, but brutal schedule. Yeah. They nearly clipped Jefferson. Something's um, got to give. And East Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about them? Oh, we'll talk about this in a second. Go Good ahead. luck, boys. Good luck, boys. <laughs> Harrelson County, number seven in Double A. They took it to Banks County, forty-four to zero. Leopards fall to one and five, and they'll have a bye week before beginning region play against Union County. Uh, Jefferson easily takes care of Flowery Branch 40-10 to in a top-10 matchup in 4A. Game of the week over on GPB and a big win for Jefferson in regards to region championship hopes. Yeah, I was wrong about that one, too. I thought that was going to be a, a hard-fought game, but Jefferson laid it on them 40-10. Uh, to 10. Yeah, yep. that, I never would have thought that. No, that was a uh, little bit of a surprising result for me, too. I thought Flowery Branch would be able to hang around, uh, especially with their quarterback play, but got out of hand. Jefferson's uh, defense must be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Lowndes County handles Valdosta and jumps Grayson to number one in 7A. So, Lowndes County now has the top spot in the state. That game, of course, was on ESPN2. A lot of talent on both teams were showcased. Ultimately, the Vikings were able to take down uh, Valdosta, which was number one in 6A. They, Valdosta does fall to number three in 6A uh, this week. Song, your Madison County Red Raiders fall to North Oconee 41-26, to and they land at one and four on the season. Yeah, that's pretty much over. Putnam County defeats Laney twenty four to eight to remain undefeated. The War Eagles, how about the War Eagles of Putnam County five and zero? Our guy Seals, uh, of course, saying it feels like ninety six. So we'll see about that. <laughs> Putnam County could find themselves in the top ten in double A before long, I think. Yeah. Uh, they they won't lose to Oglethorpe, who they have this week. They won't lose to Glen Hills. Uh, that's next week. And then those teams are, are combined one and seven. Is okay. why I'm saying you know for sure seven and zero Putnam County is right. going to be happening. And then uh, I want everybody to circle Jefferson County on on November sixth. Okay. Boys from Louisville will travel up to Eatonton, and that'll be a big region matchup because it looks like Jefferson County. Even though I think they're two and two, they've played some really good teams, and they've held they've held close in all those. So um, okay. looks like the boys, the the Wall Eagles, are going to be uh, seven and zero. Oh. Are are they in the same region as teams? No. Okay, they're in what at five double A. I don't know the regions, but the, yeah, the Jefferson County, Laney's in it, Putnam County. It's mostly like East Georgia. Yeah, because Toombs isn't that much further away than uh, that last team that they were going to play. What was it in Louisville? Louisville, by the way. Louisville. They will get mad at you for saying that down there. Trust me, I know. Twigs. Was that who you said? I don't know. What but... county is that? <laughs> Toombs County is, is Vidalia. What are you, what are you asking? Sorry. I was just trying to figure out the regions to see who else they had on the schedule, but okay, uh, yeah, yeah. So any, anyways, <laughs> sorry. Anyways, uh, they'll play Jefferson County on November sixth. Jefferson County. That's, what that's a uh, that's a that's Louisville. 
Okay. Okay. Sorry, folks in Jefferson uh, County. I didn't mean to offend with the name. Sawn is uh, off the rails here, so luckily we're <laughs> luckily we're getting close to wrapping it up. Uh, but yeah, I think Putnam County will get to seven and zero, and that'll be a big game for them in Eatonton. Raven County smoked East Jackson, but they did light up the scoreboard. Yeah, over in uh, Commerson, uh, <laughs> seventy to thirty six. Raven will remain at number three in Double A. I what over a hundred points scored in that game. Yeah. 70 to 36. Yeah, I never would have thought East Jackson. That must have been garbage time. I'd really like to see the box score on Yeah, that I don't know. I, I imagine so. Uh, White County falls for the first time this year to Dawson County in a shootout 42 to 35. We did receive a DM uh, on Friday night that star quarterback J. Ben Haynes did not play in the second half due to an injured hamstring. So hopefully he can get back out there soon. Yeah, I hope so, man. He's had a stellar career and really led the, the Warriors this year. Um, I'd love to see him put up some more numbers, but this injury hurts for the folks in Cleveland. Yeah, I hated to see them lose. They'll fall out of the top ten in AAA with that loss, unfortunately. But yeah. uh, still a lot to play for for them. Hopefully it's not a serious injury. That was our wrap-up that we had from others that we covered last week. Uh, any final thoughts, on before we uh, before we close it out here on this, this uh, review recap episode? <laughs> Keep a lookout for the potluck pick'em. Uh, again, we'll probably have that on late Thursday night or mm-hmm. um, Friday morning. Um, got a lot of folks participating. Really enjoy that week to week, partially because I'm winning, but other I like I like the interaction. You know, we kind of got a little community on Twitter. It's fun to interact with everybody. Right? Yeah, community on Twitter, community on the podcast. Uh, just good to to get the word out and talk about some tiger. high school football. Yep. Uh, a lot of fun. So. Uh, yeah, look out for the preview episode. That's coming later this week, either Thursday or Friday. It'll mm-hmm. drop, uh, as well as the potluck pick them on Twitter. That'll probably drop either Thursday same night time. or Friday, yeah. kind of around the same time as the pod. Um, as I mentioned, uh, do you know? Give us a follow on Twitter, Potluck Football. Like you know, like our stuff. Review uh, review our podcast. Give us a good rating. Um, also, the mailbag. I wanted to mention the mailbag. We will have the mailbag open at all times. If you got our texts, if you got our, if you got our phone number, cellular devices, yeah. please send us text messages. We'll open up the mailbag probably tomorrow on Twitter. Send us DMs, replies to that tweet. We'll get your get to your questions on the the preview episode. I've had people have come up to me and hand delivered some personal mailbag questions. Well, that happens to you all the time. You work at the US. <laughs> this is not huh? a physical letter, <laughs> but this is a, a mailbag question for high school football. So I was, I was pretty excited about that. So. Yeah, no, that, that's been a lot of fun. We like answering the questions. And, uh, no, yeah, until then, take care. We'll see you later this week.